On this episode of the Retire ASAP Show, here's the question. Are we finally out of the pit? Are we heading to a bull market? Brad and I have a great conversation about it. It's time for the Retire ASAP Podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP Show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and with me I have my co-host, Brad Fike. What's up? Oh, well, we're just watching the market go up and up and up, man. We're, we're rocking and rolling over here. I'm dancing in the streets. It rained yesterday. I was out there, got my hair washed. Oh, I was boy. having a good time. It was like a little footloose action. Isn't that the one where they dump the water on the guy? Like, he sits back in the chair, and they dump the bucket of water. I feel like that was you out in the parking lot. Yeah, that, that was it. It was the ice bucket. No wonder. That was a different one. If you were... Oh, <laughs> if you were if you're dancing in the parking lot, no wonder we weren't busy yesterday. That makes sense. Now everyone drove by and went, uh, we'll come back another time. Yeah, you know, the speedo didn't help. <laughs> Gosh. And now mentally burned into all of our listeners' images, or in their mind, is the image of you in a Speedo. Speedo Brad. Speedo Brad. Wow. You know, honestly, that almost sounds better than financial yoga. Well, when you're a financial yoga, you got to be loose. You can't have, you know, clothing all over you, so you got to put the Speedo on, baby. Oh, we should we should run from this topic as fast as we can. I'm pretty sure we should. So, you're we're just getting back. You and I, we, we went on a week-long trip. Well, you were a week-long. I was a half-week-long up in western Michigan. It was beautiful up there. It was nice to yep. see the great north um but uh now we're back to work and what's happened in the last week other than everyone's talking about how great and how amazing the markets are they're nothing but green everyone's happy we're back in the green this is a straight shoot up it's all over the 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 recessionary thoughts the downside is over it's it's all good glory green light baby that's right back in no such thing as recession now inflation's pretty much gone i mean it's just it's just disappeared overnight and we're just uh, green pastures from here on out yeah you know we've talked many times that there's a red light and a green light today it's a green light green it's light. time to go oh gosh it's well, go time baby as many of you listeners know we're being very sarcastic yes, because absolutely because i mean you look at this we are still in an ugly mess the inflation rate is still above eight percent right and that's what came out Correct. this last week Oh, wait, was, I thought it was at zero. Well, well that was a tweet, tweet from a president. It, depe- it okay. depends on, Never mind. on who you're listening to. The president did tweet that there was a 0% uh, inflation. Well, what he was talking about was there was a 0% inflation increase between months. But if we look at this year over year, all, or July of last year, it's been over 8% of inflation since a year ago. And that includes gas prices and food and all the different things, housing, everything that goes along into that um, inflation measurement. And you think about that, you go... That is still a lot of inflation because I don't think people are getting eight percent raises at their job this year. And most people are probably getting their normal two to three percent. Maybe they got a big bonus at the end of the year, but no one's getting eight percent raises year over year. So if we continue this inflation trend, it's still really ugly out there. Yeah, it's it's not going away that fast, and we're going to go right back to the media. You know, exactly. we got the second uh, twisted Twitter. A president White in a House. row now that can't seem to give a clear message out without trying to make themselves look better. This is the second one, so I'm not being political because, oh, that's right, both were from both sides of the fences. It's I true. will be political. Both sides suck. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> I'm going to come clear today. Find, find a good third party, please. Can we? <laughs> yeah, if we could. Anyhow, um, so you know, between the bad press from the political arena and the bad press from the general media at all, it's you get all these mixed messages. Yeah. What I read all week was, we're going to have a bull run going on mm-hmm. from that extreme 
to this is just a teaser and this this thing's going to be ugly. Right. And we're talking ugly, ugly. So here's my question. Couldn't it be something in the middle? Like, does it have to be either grandiose 20% returns for a year or real ugly Armageddon 40% losses for the year? Or could we just maybe possibly, I know this is crazy, have a flat year or maybe a down 5 to 10% year? I mean, is that crazy to think? Well, would anybody pay attention to that kind of news? There would be no sales in their advertising if they couldn't get emotion built up. That's what it's all about. Aggravates crap out of me. I can spend uh, an hour every week talking about how crappy all, all this media crap is and all the projections and prognosticators out there think they know where the market's going to go. Here's what I have found in my history. Is this what you want to know? This, this is the wisdom we've all been waiting for. And I've been here forever. <laughs> you are getting pretty old. I see some gray hair. Yeah, right. So that's all from this. No. <laughs> so, you know, there's always going to be humps. Okay, but we do not have the foundational stuff going on that is going to make this a straight up run. And for those who think it is, uh, I hate to weather your excitement. I'm not saying that it's going to be doom and gloom like some of them are. And I think you are correct. I think we're going to come somewhere out in the middle of this. This is my guess. I'm guessing just as much as the doomsdayer and the guy who says it straight up. But the fundamentals are not there yet. And until those fundamentals are solid for, uh, you know, I'd say a good quarter or longer, we're not going to see the green light. And I'm going to guess it's going to be longer than that until we see the green light. And I'm going to tell you for sure, it won't be very clear of a green light. Yes. I think the best way to put it is that markets work in cycles, right? And I think that this is what everyone thinks. When I say cycle, they think of the, the diagram in your textbook at school that's the perfect circle. And it has the five or six steps around that circle. And then once you get to the, the step six, you go right back to step one, you start over again, right? Right. But I think what market cycles actually look like is a really ugly zigzag circle, right? And so you're going to have all five steps, but it is a rocky road in between each step. There's no real clear path. And some circles, depending on what market cycle you're looking at, are bigger or smaller than others. So you're going to find some market cycles, like this last one when people talk about the raging bull market of the 2010s. I mean, we're talking about the longest bull market we've seen in decades, if not the longest one in history. So that's one of those bigger cycle circles that has lots of, not every single year was a great year. I was going to say, I don't recall it being raging for most of those years. There was a lot of years in there where you're going, man, this could be recessionary. And then you'd have three or four years where you're like, oh, wow, those were good average returns that over time really made me some serious money. But you got to think in these cycle, the cyclical periods. And so when you look at that, you go over the next six months, is that going to be a whole market cycle? No. I mean, we're looking at years, sometimes decades of market cycles of one cycle can be. So when you think of those types of things, you got to go, who cares what's going on today? You know, today is not the major news. What's happening is, is what are we doing today for the next five or 10 or 20 years that we're going to be able to play into these different market cycles, the good, the bad, and the ugly along the way to build our wealth over long periods of time? Yeah, I agree. I think if you're, if you're looking at today and that's how you're making your judgment for investments, you're going to be a loser in the long run. I can almost assure you that you have to be planning for long-term investing And we've touted that for many, many times. But you have to plan that, you know, a year, two years is a very short period of time. And if you listen to money managers right now, 
a lot of podcasts that I go on, listen to money managers, economists, and sorts. They're 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 two to three. They're in twenty twenty four right now. Yep. They don't care what's happening in this little bump. They, they do, don't. but it's not it's not going to change their their way of investing. Yeah. Because they've already they have a long term perspective. They're just trying to get that couple year view. Do we need to do this or that? to adjust for the next few years, but they still have a long-term view. And every investor out there should have that long-term view. There is no get rich quick. There is very few people. I won't say there is none, but it's very, very rare that you will get rich. It's way, way more common for you to lose your butt if you think you're going to play the short-term game. That reminds me of an article uh, one of our listeners actually sent to me, one of my friends. He, uh, he sent it over to me and said, this would be really funny to say on your podcast. And it's all about getting rich quick. It's an interview with Warren Buffett. And one thing that Warren Buffett says, and he says that the problem with people and investing and wealth in general across the board is that no one's patient anymore. Everyone thinks they're going to get rich overnight and they don't have the patience to do this long-term investing thing. And I'm paraphrasing some of those things. One of the things he did say, and I'm just dying over this, he says, just because you got nine individual women pregnant doesn't mean that you're going to have a baby in a month. So just because you got (laughs) nine different companies that you think are going to just explode doesn't mean you're going to get rich in a month. You really still need to wait out the period for you to the long time period that you're going to be investing in these things for them to actually give you the return you're looking for. And coming from an old guy like Warren Buffett, I'm almost, you know I almost fell out of my chair reading it because that guy I didn't know he had that in him to say something. That's, you well, know, that's kind of toeing the line for. He's that, been a that master generation. for many many decades, so you can't knock what he's got to say. Well, and you think about it too. He talks about all the time how a lot of his strategies and some of the things, but when he talks to average individual investors, he says the simple stuff, buy stock, diversify, stay long-term with it, and be patient. You know, I'm sure he has different strategies than a lot of advisors, maybe even different than us when it comes to what those stocks are that you're buying, but it's just, it's real simple. The long time period is the main factor, the main variable that matters most. Yeah. So, you know, I've been through a few of these recessionary periods now since 83, and we were in really high interest rates when I started. And I got to say, there's there's no clear-cut answer as to if this is the coming out or if this is just a little teaser bump. My gut tells me it's just a short-term teaser bump because there's so many fundamentals that need to right. be adjusted yet. And uh, there's a whole lot more to just emotionally thinking or reading short-term information on individual stuff. So you got to look the long-term. You got to be diversified in a portfolio, and you got to keep that perspective. And if you don't, then you're going to get caught up in the emotional ride. And the emotional ride right now is going to be exuberance. It's going to be pleasure. And three weeks from now, it could be pain. So now you're going to be back disgruntled with uh, the way things are going and it's gonna it's gonna be a rocky road for quite a while. And I, I'm telling clients that I'm not expecting to see values back to where we were at the beginning of this year till 2024. And and I may be dreaming in that one even. Sure. I don't know. Sure. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, that's just my gut from what I look at the fundamentals and look at the stuff and what I'm reading and hearing from economists who actually understand what's going on, not guys who are trying to sell some kind of subscription that they're mm-hmm. the greatest stock picker of the world. I'd rather go by the guys that actually understand what's happening. Sure. Well, in all of that, and I, and I, I agree with you. I think, I don't think we're out of the woods yet and we got a while to go. And until we see long-term change in what you're saying, the fundamentals and some of the things that are going on that are on the macroeconomic economic side, 
we're not going to see major shifts in the in the market returns. But here's what I will say is that in the midst of all this, and I think you can agree based off of the same guys that we're talking to when it comes to the economists and the fund managers and things like this, there's a lot of opportunity right now in the fact of what what you can do if you are choosing to invest long term picking out and deciding what kind of investments you're going to go into and deciding to say, hey, this is a 5, 10, 20-year investment. There's companies that are at a really low valuation for what long-term they could be. you know. And so there's things where you're looking at and say, okay, just because things are bad doesn't mean I don't invest. It just means I have to have a long-term perspective on it. So, you know, you look at some of these tech companies that just blew up over the last two years. You know, they had amazing returns. You know, some companies quadrupled in size in some ways you think of a company like tesla who just just exploded in the last two years and then you think of other companies in that same nasdaq range of the index and how they just got absolutely decimated this year because of just the way that the inflation stuff works and how interest rate rising affects those guys there is opportunity that there are going to be some darlings in that mix that if you have a good diversified portfolio you include some of those companies in there over the next five to ten years you may be holding on to something that was a really good buy because you bought it when things were ugly and it turned out to be a great piece of your portfolio. And that's not saying you double down on the meme stocks like your Bath, Bed Bath & Beyond and your GameStop and your AMCs. I'm not saying double down on those because I'm not quite sure what the fundamentals really are on a lot of those companies. But it is something to say of, hey, pay attention because if you're a DIYer doing it yourself, there may be some really good buys out there. Or maybe you need to find a, a fund manager, whether it's an ETF or a mutual fund, that is looking for stuff that is long-term investments, three, five, eight-year periods, 10-year periods, 20-year periods, and they're looking for stuff that's, hey, this is a good buy now. This company's got solid financials. They're just getting hurt by the news media and what's going on right now over the next five years. When we get out of this, it's going to be beautiful. And those are the things you got to be thinking about. Yeah, and I just looked uh, while we were up in Michigan, I was looking at the indexes, and we're back to about where we were two years ago market-wise as far as pricing. So uh, a good diversified portfolio is probably a back, back to about where it was a couple years ago. So we've lost two years of growth. But the, it's still a great time to buy. I mean, if we're 20% down or whatever that number is for whoever it is and whatever portfolio they're on, it's still a, it's a discount from where it was in the past. So it's a great time to buy. I think it's a, a great time to buy in, like you said, in a well-diversified, thought-out portfolio. Absolutely. I don't think I'd be trying to pick stocks, although there is some great buys individually if you like to do that. In any way you look at it, if you start buying now and the market keeps going down, you still bought it at two year ago prices. Exactly. And you need to keep buying. You know, don't doesn't mean you throw it all in at one day. You need to just do it on a regular basis. And if it continues to go down, you're going to continue to get better buys. If it goes up and you buy today, then you've made out, right? So exactly. it's a win-win by continually to go into the market and not panicking and getting out of the market. That's, I guess that's the easiest thing to say, no matter if there's a little hump in the road or not. You know, there's just, it doesn't hurt to go in. It just doesn't hurt. And I just had this conversation with a client yesterday, or actually he's, he's a prospective client. He was asking a lot of questions about this. And he said, you know, what's the best way to do this? My answer is, depending on what your, you know, goals are and things like this. But my answer to him was, you're young. So you need to be just putting in a little bit at a time, all the time. So whether it's a hundred bucks a month, 200 bucks a month, if you can afford it, 500 bucks, whatever you're, you can afford, budget it out, see what you're willing to you know, be saving. And then over time, a little bit each month, because what you're doing is it's called dollar cost averaging. 
you're taking the good days and the bad days, and regardless of what they are, you're putting money in there, and over a long period of time, you're going to find out that you bought that stuff, even though you bought it over many, many months, you bought it very cheap compared to what it's going to be 10, 20, 30 years from now when you're really looking to access some of that for your retirement. And so it's not even saying that you need to just dump in 50 grand or 100 grand. It's saying put in 100 bucks a month and start now because you need to get a, it's like a snowball rolling down a mountain. You need to get started on the roll. You may not start with a very big snowball, but by the bottom of the hill, it's going to be a lot bigger if you started earlier than if you waited longer. Yeah, and just keep also in mind that the economy is still growing, all right? Absolutely. I don't care what anybody says. There's still It's still going. We haven't really pay, paid any pain out of this other than the values on our portfolio numbers, the dollar signs. Sure. The, the shares are still there. They haven't gone away. And uh, so that tells me that we really haven't felt the pain of this yet. Um, I hope that this, I I would be ecstatic if this was over, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell you right now with a cautionary light that I don't believe it is. And I think uh, most uh, analysts will tell you the same thing probably. Well, and if you think about exactly what you just said, we're not feeling much of the pain. The only people that are feeling the pain are normal individual people. Well, I guess that's most of us, but the inflation stuff, everything that comes along with inflation, who doesn't feel that pain? the companies, because they pass that buck on to the consumer. So as the consumer, as well as potentially the investor in the company that you're consuming the goods from, the idea is you should be investing. Because if you think about just regular, just logical theory, if a company is raising their prices to combat inflation because they need to keep their profit levels up to make sure that they have their you know good valuations for their stock investors, if they're raising their prices and you're paying more, well, what should you be doing with your money? You should be putting it back into that company who's raising their prices and increasing their profits. The best combatant for inflation is investing. And you can look back historically at the actual data to see that. Logically, it makes sense. And it actually does play out historically. So when you think about that, you go, I don't want to stop investing because if I stop investing and start sitting on my money, whether I put it into you know CDs at the bank or some insurance policy or some insurance company, whatever it could be, I can do that for sure. But I may not be keeping up with the inflationary rates that these companies are producing because they have to keep up with all that stuff too. And so you got to keep that in mind that long term, the best battle for inflation historically has been equities, stocks. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's uh, certain elements of that stock market that have that companies have that ability to pass that on. There's some companies that can't pass that on. They take a hit during uh, recession and high inflation times. But a lot of companies can pass that buck on to the consumer. Some of them uh, have great histories of paying more dividends. And so that's why you have to hire a money manager that understands that, that searches and seeks that out. Or you as an individual have to spend many, many hours understanding that and reading all that. Or you can go subscribe to some guru that's going to tell you whatever he wants to tell you. But uh, I'll tell you, I would rather put my money into a large money management firm who's been doing it for many, many years and understands the ups and downs and the bumps in the roads and uh, let them do it. And I'll be glad to pay them a little fee to do that. And if you're looking for that, what a great transition. It's almost like we planned this and we did. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What a great. Tra- if you're looking for that, you're looking for someone who's going to help you 
decide what's a good portfolio for me to get into. How do I how do I pick these funds? What's going to fit my goals and my needs? Then we're actually bringing on new clients here at Fike Advisors. So you can head over to our website, fikeadvisors.com, and you can click the Schedule Now button in the top right corner. That'll take you right to our calendar, and you can schedule an appointment. Just a quick 20, 30-minute phone call or Zoom call, or if you're in the area, you're welcome to stop in our office for that appointment. And just go over the details of what you're looking for. What we want to know is what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And then we build the portfolio around that. Now we use uh, we've used multiple different money managers. We got to find the right fit for exactly what you're looking for. So it's something that you need to really be looking into on that stuff. But we're happy to just start the conversation. It doesn't cost you anything. That first appointment is complimentary. So it's really nice for you to just get in there, get some get some general idea of what direction you should be heading, and then we figure out what's your next steps after that. So again, fikeadvisors.com, click the schedule now. You can meet with me or Brad. You can request that on that um, on that calendar to figure something out, and we'd be happy to, to start that process with you if that's something you're looking for. So one last thing before we, uh, before we wrap up, anything that we said in this podcast today is for educational purposes. I want to make sure that's clear. We're not giving any market advice. There's no companies out here we're recommending for any individual. We don't know you. We don't know your financial situation. We've never seen your portfolio, although some of you who are listening, you are clients, and that's a different conversation. But when we're speaking, we're speaking in general on this podcast. So make sure that whatever we just said, you don't take it as advice and just run right to the market with it. Make sure you talk to a financial professional, a tax professional before you make any major decisions. All right. Final thoughts, Brad. What's up? Keep your emotions in check. Keep the long-term perspective and let's ride her out. That's right. Hopefully it's all green from here. It might not be. And if it's not, that's okay too. You bet. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.